Hey Buddha Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show, where we invite e-commerce entrepreneurs, marketers, and agencies to talk about e-commerce, the best strategies and tactics, and what to implement in your own e-com store. Before we jump into this episode, I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. And now let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, here is Daniel Budai with a brand new episode of our e-commerce show. And today I'm here with uh, Kosambi and uh, she's the CEO and co-founder of uh, Mason. The website is getmason.ai and, uh, or sorry, IO, uh, that's yes. the ending. <laughs> and uh, if you go to the website, it says you're co-pilot for e-commerce and this seems to be a very AI heavy uh, platform for e-commerce and they support many brands. Um, so I'm really interested to learn more about this platform. Uh, how are you, Kosambi? It's good to have you here. I'm very excited to be there and especially excited to know that you are live from Budapest, which is on my bucket list. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of you know, retail and e-commerce in, in general. Um, I think commerce overall is moving to a place where it's getting so complex. There's so much data and so much competition. Uh, even for shoppers, we just expect to really, you know, streamline cool, engaging experiences. We don't want drop-offs. We don't want things that we have to, you know, search around. We just want to discover and buy things on the fly when we want to. So um, it's becoming a very complex ecosystem. So, um, you know, uh, on the note of AI, yes, automation and data and AI, artificial intelligence really come together uh, to kind of reduce the complexity, I guess, and also bring great shopping experiences to shoppers. Yeah, I think personalization is, is a huge topic. It's been mm -hmm. a huge topic, right? But now with AI, we can achieve mass personalization. So because it's a very, very uh, tedious work to personalize all the email copies, for example, that we do in my company. Yeah. Uh, but with AI, it just becomes so much easier and faster. Uh, so it's just really a huge change now. I'm curious, when did you jump into the world of e-commerce? Uh, interestingly, in some way or the other, I have been in e-commerce tech, uh, retail tech rather, for a while. Uh, early mm -hmm. part of my career, I was in Atlanta working for IBM Commerce. Uh, this was building really, really large systems in supply chain and customer experience for giants like Walmart or, you know, uh, the enablement solutions like FedEx or uh, DHL. Um, then I moved back to Asia at one point. A lot of fun stuff started happening in Asia. You had Alibaba, you had, you know, giants like Flipkart in India uh, and, uh, you know, chat commerce and then social commerce and, you know, mobile commerce. All of that started really picking up in Asia back in 2015, 2014. And a lot of experiments were happening here. Um, it was easier, more for, forgiving and younger uh, uh, demographic and um, very excited by uh, games and mobile and chat and all that thing, right? Um, so moved back uh, to Asia, worked at an Alibaba subsidiary, worked at a Walmart company uh, called Flipkart and, um, you know, um, 
totally changed my perspective on what is retail and commerce to be honest uh, realized that a lot of it uh, is changing it's about consumers and how do you engage consumers so yeah but it's been about now by now 17 odd years so mm-hmm. sort of wow awesome. It's amazing. And uh, and how about AI? So when did you when could you see that this is the next big thing and and you would start a company uh, in this area? I wouldn't take the sole credit for it. Um, we are a founding team. Uh, my co-founder, by the way, I'm the CPO of the company. My co-founder is the CEO. And um, uh, so we were working in a Walmart uh, subsidiary, really building out Uh, you know, large personalization, very apt what you just mentioned, building our personalization systems at mm-hmm. the level of one-on-one personalization, um, uh, a marketplace. And when you think about marketplaces, that's where so many different brands, it's it's equivalent to thinking about, uh, I would say, Google, like, you know, you're, you're going on Google or you're going on Bing or whatever, and you're just out there on the internet. And there's just too many brands. What do you really, how do you discover? So that problem is uh, same in a large marketplace, uh, right? Like an Amazon uh, or, uh, you know, a Walmart, they face very similar problem. A lot of people coming on there, tons of brands and sellers selling products. Sometimes even the marketplace themselves sell a lot of different products. So personalization becomes a very, very key, uh, you know, differentiator and uh, helps, of course, drive really good customer engagement and eventually customer sales. Um, and at one point, me and my co-founder felt that, hey, like we're doing all these, you know, uh, scale systems, bringing, a, uh, u- utilizing artificial intelligence, really using a lot of data-driven uh, techniques to help this marketplace, you know, sell better. And I think it was about 2020, early 2020, late 2019, when we looked around and we saw that, hey, like 90% of retail is a lot of different brands. D2C is breaking through. There's so many different people who are coming on, even on social influencers who are saying that, hey, I can sell. I can create my own products and sell to people because I know what works. And, uh, but AI is a very heavy and complicated, you know, um, technology. It's not like everybody can just understand what's predictive analytics or, you know, AI-driven personalization, virtual assistance. What do they really mean? Real-time price optimization. They're very, very, you know, tough concepts, honestly, for someone, a, a, a brand owner or a founder to really grapple their head about, right? So we felt that it's... Um, the I think the ecosystem is ripe for uh, something that'll help everybody uh, sell better. Definitely use AI, um, utilize the power of AI, but make it simple and make it more, uh, you know, all in one and connected. So that's when we, 2020 is when we decided let's actually, we've been using, of course, AI systems, creating AI systems and all of that. Uh, Things were not uh, as simple as it was today. Um, uh, LLMs were not that, you know, diamond it doesn't available. But um, but yeah, over time, uh, you know, 2020, we figured out that, hey, it's it's gonna, it's right for, um, you know, everybody to start using AI. Yeah, so it was actually at least three years ago when you realized that this yeah. will be important. Um, so if you, how would you um, summarize, you know, the essence of this platform? Yeah, in, in a very simple way, um, today, 
as a brand, uh, you are selling anywhere your customers, right? You can't run away from it. You can't say that I'll only have my own website or my own social channel or only I'll only sell on Amazon. You have to be where your shoppers are, right? And uh, it's getting more and more complicated to manage a very unified communication experience, understand the same shopper on multiple channels, um, you know, know when it's a returning shopper on a different channel and ensure that you're probably driving the right discounts or the right products or the right bundles back to the shopper. So selling online is complicated. And what we do is we make the concept of you getting more sales easier by one, helping you make sense of all that data, uh, you know, translating it into simple insights, actionable insights, um, and two, helping you now act on that insight, right? For, for example, um, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely not that easy for you to every day understand which of your products are selling fast or selling slow. Is there a change in the trend, right? We help you keep a watch on that. For example, here are the top 10 slow movers in your, in your store this week. And then run a slow mover sale on it where you can probably, you know, put that product from those set of products at a uh, good discount, sell it to people, targeted that sale to a set of shoppers who are most highly likely to buy on discount and, you know, get rid of excess inventory and slow moving products that way. Right. So understand your data, simplify it, give you insights and then help you act on those insights. Yeah, actually that was a great example. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I really like when somebody mentions practical examples, you know, uh, it's very useful. <laughs> so, I know you prepared a few slides for uh, Q4 and when we are shooting this podcast, uh, it's mid-September, uh, probably it will be released in two weeks, so maybe early October, this podcast, so it's, it's a very timely thing. And I would mm -hmm. ask you to show these slides and then what, what do you think, you know, what will happen uh, this year in Q4, how it will be different than last year's, so yeah. please go ahead. Also, please keep in mind that most people, they listen the audio only. So if mm. you be descriptive, what is on the slides, that would be great. For sure. For sure. In fact, I'm going to talk through, you know, help you picture and imagine, uh, you know, the holiday sales season coming up. Um, and as I'm also showing examples, I'll not go through slides. I'll just show you examples, but I'll try to keep it descriptive, right? So... Uh, think about it, I'm you know, 17 odd years in e-commerce. I feel like the Santa Claus of data and technology in commerce sometimes. But uh, now imagine the late 1990s for a lot of us, um, you know, in, who are millennials, etc. It's, you know, it's all about the joy of flocking to stores. Newspapers are filled with ads. The holiday yeah. season is almost like a Super Bowl of retail. Right. That's how it used to be. But fast forward uh, to 2023. And today it's an era where shopping is, to be honest, anytime, anywhere affair. Right. Uh, as shoppers, we are swiping, clicking, buying from the comfort of our homes, our offices. When we're stuck in traffic, <laughs> when we're in a flight, the, like, you know, it's just like it's we, we are kind of enjoying the joy of, um, uh, you know, discovering great products um, anywhere, anytime. 
um it's a it, it's kind of like shopping in pajamas is a thing now right um but uh, this this convenience of uh, you know anytime anywhere shopping of course comes has come with its own set of challenges right now flip the view to a merchant you are a merchant you are an online seller you are a brand and you too have access to sell anything to be honest right um uh, your procurement is easy drop shipping is a thing uh, you know you have uh, you know uh, logistic solutions that take care of everything post order you literally don't have to worry about a ton of different elements of what used to be very complicated supply chain right um so anytime anywhere shopping and on the other hand anyone can sell anything right these two uh, you know trends have come together into this kind of like a buffet where consumers can pick and choose anything they want at any point in time and as a brand you cannot help but you know be in a market that is super competitive any subcategory of products you're selling it is hyper competitive it, the barrier to entry is so low right so cacs are rising your customer acquisition cost is going to keep soaring and so um you know a large part of how you can get the best return on ad spend especially during uh, things like the holiday season it depends on how you're utilizing tech technology tech solutions to actually help you think a little long term and start thinking hey i'm not just doing something tactical but i'm going to do something which is the start of a relationship that i create with the shopper right so i think the biggest uh you know shift in mindset that i already start seeing brands uh and retailers in 2022 and 23 is that with the last few years of trends changing so quickly it doesn't matter offline online d2c marketplace but it's about can you forge every uh you know uh touch point that you have with a customer can you convert that into the start of a relationship right and that starts of course with uh can i understand you and then can i continue to know who you are and better my understanding of who you are right so um that's what i think is <laughs> really the the game changer today and uh, uh if you break this you know start of a relationship and then how do you form the relationship and how do you strengthen the relationship into three parts right so the beginning is about uh, you know uh, very much like dating right i just landed on some product or some brand and uh, you know you can't directly expect me to start buying right then and there so how can you get excited how can i excite you to even think about me like remember me right that's where you see a lot of gamification really coming into the play today and with ai powered game engines you can actually make more personalized games happen um quizzes great example if you open sephora and i'm sure daniel you might have noticed every subcategory in sephora has its own quiz and there's a reason for it right they have fragrance uh, skin lip brow hair color everything and i literally found uh, this you know red that i've put on my hair for for people who are listening i've just dyed my hair a little bit red at the ends and a lot of it is super easy to take decisions on simply because of all these you know product finders or uh, you know personalized how does it look on me kind of games and quizzes that are out there um 
then you have uh, you know gifting season this whole holiday season is all about how do you gift um a lot of us shoppers probably are not ready to buy but can you help us with gift guides or with gift quizzes right hey i'm buying for my mom and she my mom usually likes you know uh, i don't know flowers or jewelry or something and then just discovering products using that game right um it just changes you you are not transactional i'll remember you as a brand because that's a need of the moment and the need of the hour for me um similarly you know there are many other quizzes are an example there's spinners spinder wheels jackpots you don't have to run like a boring spin the wheel you can also do an online slot machine or jackpot right and uh, give me some offer that i can probably redeem a little later in the holiday season in bfcm or probably in christmas right um so at the top at the very beginning it's about it's kind of like dating uh, can i get excited uh, you know about you can you make me remember who you are as a brand and gamification engagement all that levers quizzes spin the wheels all of that help me of course um notice you in the crowd of all those different brands and if you can use ai powered tools um uh, a lot of our for example quiz building solution that we have uh, helps you create personalized quizzes so new users get different quizzes versus returning users get different kind of quizzes right so for a new user it's about discovery whereas returning users i want product recommendations right so you you tailor the quizzes on the fly based on the kind of users so this is how you stand out you start the your relationship with your customer this holiday season it's it's not too late for it in fact you should start something of that sort right now right emails and sms capture of course helps you a lot but people are bored of those standard pop-ups and emails they they know they are clicking them so why not engage with games then comes the second part of the season i would say is when you now start actually developing that relationship right so i'll again break it down into new and returning users at a broad level i think uh, helps um so for new users it would be about hey i i remember who you are you probably gave me a coupon or something or i discovered some good deal on you and now can you help me come back to the store and discover great products uh, at the beginning of the holiday season for my family for my friends and also great deals around it right so uh, things like lightning deals and lightning sales um, uh, you know your flash sales these are the kind of things which are more timed and create the right uh, you know excitement um, and urgency for me to buy right but running those sales can be very very tiring i i hear you i keep hearing uh, you know brands say that hey if i have to run deals on each each kind of product that i have at different times of the day or times of the week it's so much operation that's where automation can really help you so use solutions that help you automate flash sales automate lightning sales just help you you know run that operation you don't have to worry about it schedule it in advance all of that stuff right um for returning users it can be something more uh you know uh, authentic like a vip sale so something that only you know goes to your most loyal customers and not to everybody as they feel exclusive they feel excited and they're going to remember uh, you more top of mind and want to come back because it's a vip everybody likes to feel like a vip especially uh, during the end of the year right 
Um, so that's where you, you know, the second part of the holiday season is that once you engage with them at the very beginning with games and gamification, uh, you use now that information or data points that you have um, to actually drive the right kind of sales and product bundles to your customers, right? Another example that I can think of at the beginning of the holiday season is that you did some product recommender quiz. And then during the season, you actually put that into a, you know, hair, kit, hair care bundle, or you put that in that recommendation into a, a, you know, skincare bundle and actually only sell that bundle to that customer. So you can hence connect the dots, right? And I think at the, towards the, at the end of the season, it's about continuing the relationship. That's where virtual assistants really come in handy, helping your customers track their orders, helping customers understand that uh, they might have missed out on deals, but it's okay. More uh, you know, fun products and deals will continue to come through next year, giving them maybe sneak peeks into uh, you know, what are the future products that are coming into in your um, store. All of that uh, being transparent and uh, really helps and virtual assistants really help you, right? So um, as I was, you know, to, to summarize, if I may, uh, it's all about thinking of the sales season, not as a one-time tactical thing uh, where you need to make a lot of revenue. You do, you will, but if you phase it out into three parts and think of it as I'm going to forge a relationship. I'm going to use that information to do better sales and deals. And then I'm going to, you know, give very transparent, uh, personalized conversational, you know, uh, information to my customer through virtual assistance. You're actually using this six months to build a very strong relationship for the year ahead. Hey, Budai Nation. Welcome to the Ecom Show. I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. And if you like it, make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic. So it would mean the world to me if you could support us. I hope we can serve our audience in the best way. And now let's jump into the episode. Yeah, I I really like these examples. And you shared a lot of... Uh you know, not just how to think about it, but also practical and useful examples, which is great. And I'm especially happy that you mentioned uh, what to do after the holidays, because for example, it's a, actually, it's a common topic, like, okay, guys, last year and the year before we made a lot of revenue and profits during Black Friday. Yeah. That's amazing. But those guys, they churned after in yeah. even December, January, February, that's the low season for most brands. So what yeah. to do? What can they do? And um, you mentioned that you should nurture the relationship. You should. You can already create excitement for next year and the product launches coming up. Yeah. So all of those. Um, so that's an interesting. Actually, Daniel, topic. as you were speaking, another example came to my mind, and I think that it really helps, uh, you know, our listeners when they can visualize example of, uh, you know, a relationship building. What can I do, right? Um, it's not just giving them a sneak peek. I mentioned about giving them a sneak peek into what products are coming, but also playing, you know, maybe sending them a game in which they tell you what to build, right? That's a great, great way to actually yeah. uh, engage your, uh, and I've seen some brands in oral hygiene care and fashion actually use that so 
uh, you know, successfully uh, with actually getting almost like crowdsourced ideas um, around, if not necessarily for the exact products, but definitely for kits and combos and bundles. And that makes a big difference because you can do recurring subscription on it. You can do a lot more beyond that, right? So um, yeah, that just came to my mind and I wanted to share it. Yeah, amazing. Um, also, I'm curious uh, if you think that AI can help brands to decrease their acquisition cost. Is it a thing? Does, does it relate it or, or not much? For example, these uh, quizzes, gamification, I'm pretty sure it can improve the acquisition cost. Yeah, 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 it does. And I think it's also about Uh, you know, on one side, it's the technology advancement and all of that, but it's also about the consumer segments, right? When you think about it, a lot more younger, uh, you know, millennials are old people now. <laughs> so there's Gen Z, there's Gen Alpha, my niece and nephew. And, uh, you know, that, that generation is brought up on exciting interactive experiences, mm-hmm. right? So the minute you add gamification or gamified experiences, And if you can personalize those gamified experiences, right? We've seen 30, 40% change in lead, lead capture immediately, even in, in uh, proof of concepts, right? Um, it, it's so on one side, yes, personalization, gamification definitely help all kinds of people, all kinds of shoppers, but specific categories, specifically when you look at the demographics, it just changes the game because that's the only way they know how to shop or how to interact. Yeah, yeah, I, I really agree. And- You know, when someone grows up on experiences like a Facebook feed, Instagram feed, TikTok feed, yeah. which is really personalized, or even Netflix, Spotify, then uh, yeah. they expect a very similar um, experience when they go shopping online in their pajamas. As yeah. you said. So that's yeah something very crucial in 2023. Um, Do you have anything to add to this topic? Uh, I, I will jump into something else after this, but regarding... We can jump. Form, all right, so... Yeah, um, I think I, just to wrap, wrap up maybe, uh, for Q4, it's about, uh, you know, your it, it's, the, it's not just a time for you to build your, uh, you know, end of, end of year revenue goals, but also embracing tech, thinking how can I create a really personalized relationship with my customer? And then how do I utilize technology to actually now continue to not just nurture, but use that relationship to do better products, to do better pricing and all of that stuff. Yeah. 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 So maybe a bit more personal question. I'm as a, as a tech founder yourself, I'm really, really curious. How do you learn about new things? Uh, what are the major sources for you? And uh, yeah, yeah that, that's my question. I'm really curious how you learn about new things. For, for example, three, four years ago, you could see that AI is it will be a big thing. And I think many people, they got really aware of this only last year when ChatGPT came out. So yeah. how to see you know, more in advance what will come? I think it definitely helped for in our case, that at that point in time, we were working in a large marketplace uh, conglomerate like Walmart. When you think about large companies, they definitely have the advantage of investing a lot in innovation and R&D. And um, uh, a lot of that R&D honestly just goes down the drain. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, But yeah. Uh, for, 
for entrepreneurial people, if you get into a large innovation team or a company, you can actually start seeing a lot of opportunities of, hey, it might not be applicable today, but how can we utilize this tech or this potential uh, to something really practical, right? Um, uh, Now, on an everyday basis, it's a lot about being a part of, I think, communities on different channels and uh, um, simple, you know, your hacker news, etc. Of course, you do keep hearing a lot about new things that are coming out into the market. There are great podcasts and conversations and YouTube, uh, you know, channels that, um, you know, interact with a lot of experts in different fields. Um, Sometimes that field might not be related to you, but I think that's where uh, looking at each technological advancement and then seeing, spending that, uh, you know, I think mental bandwidth of trying to understand how that can can that apply to my domain? Can that apply to what I'm doing every day, right? Seeing opportunities really help. It also, I think for technologists, it also sometimes helps that you are not the person who's kind of running the business. It's counterintuitive. You, you do need to work in our team, all our product team. We have hired a lot of folks who have been category managers, growth heads and growth managers, because they help you build the right kind of product but they don't necessarily know how to build a product or even to understand that a product can be built around it, right? So being close to subject matter experts um, so that you understand the, the ROI and the impact that is required, right? You understand that from the subject matter experts, but you are usually the person who's aware of the technological advancements that yeah. can help marry that need with the possibilities, right? So for me, uh, being in product for a while, that has been the interesting part. And another, uh, you know, way that uh, my co-founder, who's the CEO of our company, uh, he is, uh, you know, a lot more in touch with everything new that happens in white papers and research papers that go out. So he's more the person who talks about or helps us as a team understand about things um, which are probably even four or five years down the line. And, uh, but that definitely helps too, because you're just aware. And sometimes you think about a more longer term impact that you might have and a road to that impact. Um, uh, For example, with the gamified quizzes, with the AI powered personalized quizzes and games that I was talking about that are platform powers, um, we knew dynamic pricing is a thing. Um, You know, we've been, we have that uh, engine. Uh, We built that engine very early. Um, But when the early advancements in generative AI started happening, it was very easy for us to notice that there is a possibility that using dynamic pricing, dynamic recommendation, all the systemic engines, and then the opportunity of actually experience getting generated, right? So uh, an app can get generated on the fly. So there is a potential that in future, it's not just about us helping with predictive analytics, with helping you drive better pricing or better bundles, but maybe we can also create that experience through which you can sell that bundle. So we started investing in that pretty early, right? So um, I think how to keep yourself updated, podcast, Hacker News, GitHub, I mean, Reddit, you have to be everywhere and just love getting new information, but also being very connected to the people for whom you're solving the problem. Because even if you know technology, if you're not connected with 
the founder or the entrepreneur or the head of e-commerce who's running the business, you will never understand how to connect that tech to the possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So networking would be the number one thing, right? And of course, reading news, all of that, but being in the right communities and getting connected with the right kind of people. Um, I would change the word from networking to more connecting. I personally am a terrible networker. I do not know how to go to an event and talk to like a hundred people at one time. I'm just don't know how to do that but i have always loved reaching out to anybody interesting on linkedin um, and just you know hopped on a chat with them on zoom and i have had literally forged friendships with people um, who i have never met but uh, i just found their content or something interesting and i happened to request them for a feedback or a chat and now they you know help us with maybe giving advice on early features and prototypes. So yeah, it's, it's all about connecting with people and just ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually on your LinkedIn uh, profile, I could see you have a link which uh, directed me to a Calendly link. So I hope yes. after our listeners hearing this, you won't get a huge, you know, too many meetings. <laughs> um, I would love that. <laughs> please, please so- do. Would love to meet everybody. How do you find the time for this, by the way, for, I, I wouldn't put out the link, but maybe I should, I don't know. It's just, I, I never thought about this. I think it's a personality. So for me, it's always been, I derive inspiration from talking to people and understanding their problems and understanding sometimes it's not necessarily problems, but also what they're doing, what they're facing every day. That's the way I get my best inspiration um, um, for example, for my, uh, my co-founder, for example, he's different for him. It's about reading, 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 consuming a lot of content and information for me. It's talking, 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 and somewhere yeah. an intuition starts forming. So yeah, for, I guess it's just depends on you. You don't have to do what you are not. You should optimize for uh, the best way that you, yeah, you, you connect and you learn. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you uh, for uh, joining us today, sharing your story and also your best uh, tips and strategy regarding Q4 and sharing yep. a few secrets that you have. So <laughs> I, uh, I wish you great success with this company and I, I know it's already very successful. So what's the website and uh, where, where people, they can find it? Yes, you can definitely, uh, you know, just uh, Google for um, Commerce Copilot or just type in uh, getmason.io on your browser, G-E-T-M-A-S-O-N.io and, you know, will pop open. Um, Or find me on LinkedIn, uh, Daniel, uh, feel free to share my LinkedIn profile. Uh, Just DM me, uh, you know, and uh, I will would love to talk and get to know you and if I can help you with anything absolutely in fact for the holiday season um, our sales team is really helping on board a lot of merchants on uh, you know a bunch of these problems that we discussed which is around how do I gamify better how do I help people get find better deals how do I do a better gift guides and gift quizzes and um, and running VIP sales, etc. So yeah, uh, just DM uh, and I will connect you to someone who can definitely help you out for sure. Amazing. I will put these links into the description so Thank all you. of our partners, they can find these. And I will put one more link into the description, which is from my company. So 
we collected our top 100 emails uh, with our clients in the past five years and we already sent out more than 400 million emails so we collected the top 500 and we made this available on a free link i will add this to the description as well and uh, thanks again, everyone and uh, stay tuned and uh, have a great day bye it was great talking to you